Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. So this was my weekend, by the way. This is why I'm so happy. I bought goalie equipment from Canadian Tire street hockey gear. The one question I asked, were you playing with a rubber puck at least? No, of course not. You had street hockey pads on and no protection other than I wasn't even that. wearing a can. How about that? And I went to stack my pads. I'm like, whoa, I got nothing on down here. <laughs> I never thought that I would be leaving my pins. Seriously. Wow. And no mask. Talk about putting them on the table. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That was a great day. That was a great day playing outdoor hockey. I'm not in a rush to do it again this winter, (laughs) but uh, welcome everybody to the RP Show. It is episode number 601 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We welcome in uh, all of Canada, but also the Canadian sports fans around the world. Um, as I sit here, I know that we did not get to all the text messages on the program yesterday. There was a lot. And I actually, I, I remembered I wanted to open today's show with reading a couple of texts from yesterday's show. Yeah. Okay. That you haven't even heard. Nope. Moose. Uh, from the 531. Hi, I'm a new fan. Really enjoy your show. For Halloween, could both of you dress in your favorite costumes? Thanks. You're the best. Signed, Emil. That's the name, Emil. You don't hear the name Emil very often anymore. <laughs> no, but Emil is the Ukrainian, I think Ukrainian, I don't know, small town, you know, small town Saskatchewan name. I know, I know. an Emil, um, I know an Emil from back Wherever home. Wherever the 531 is, but. That's not back home. The only Emil that I know is Emil the Cat Francis from North Battleford, Saskatchewan, the former New York Rangers uh, goaltender, I believe, and general manager. So he's got his costume all lined up for tomorrow, right? That's right. And I guess I've got <clears throat> 24 hours to get mine. And I'm not going to be that wet blanket saying, I'm dressed as a sportscaster. <laughs> I'll not, find You're not? I'll find something. Okay. Is that Halloween store open? You know, the store that only opens for a month of out course. of the year? Yeah. Where is it? Um, there's a few all over. Spirit okay. Halloween? Yeah. Uh, and from Ken in Saskatoon regarding yesterday's 600th show, he writes that and says, Congratulations on 600 shows to you, Rod Dupes and crew. For my part, I come for the golden corral of sports talk and the meandering stories to be enlightened and entertained. So there are a few from uh, our viewers celebrating yesterday's 600th show. Coming up today, it's going to be awesome. We've got Stanley Cup champion Tim Hunter. I think he played 1,000 games in the NHL and coached 1,000 games in the NHL. It's something like that. We'll get get it sorted with Tim Hunter coming up. And uh, Brendan Parker of Calgary Flames TV, calgaryflames.com. Looking forward to that. Known this guy a long time, as have you. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a super guy. I'm looking forward to that chat. I will get to the viewer comments in a moment. But as you know, this is the warm-up for E-Code Electric. It's about Moose and I here. We get to the viewer comments later on so you're welcome to uh, chime in with yours i'm just not going to acknowledge them at the time being can you hit the quick six show topics uh horn <laughs> director jordan uh number one of course is the talk of hockey today kyle beach has stepped forward as john doe one in the chicago blackhawks sexual assault investigation beach appeared on tsn sports center wednesday night to identify himself as the first accuser of former blackhawks video coach brad aldrich 
He'd been named John Doe 1 in court documents related to the sexual assault in 2010. Beach from North Vancouver, B.C., was selected 11th overall in the 2008 draft by Chicago. My commentary this morning on radio here has got people uh, quite hot and bothered. And I just related how this hits close to home because Kyle Beach played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Spokane Chiefs, Everett Silvertips. I called his games um, to see him on the screen breaking down with, uh, with what he's been through was very tough. He never played in the NHL, but was a black ace for Chicago in 2010. And a lot of people don't even know what that is. Those are the extra guys that skate with the team. They're the, what would you call them? The extra guys. They're the reserves. They like yeah. your team has yeah. the raw, the full roster, which is the guys that are playing every night and the guys in the press box that are the couple of scratches that can be called in. And then the black aces. Right. It's like the minor league affiliate to your Stanley yeah. Cup team that kind of, well, they don't practice with the team. They don't travel with the team for the most part. They're kind of on their own, but they're there as an emergency. Right. Every team has them, and uh, he was one of them with the Chicago Blackhawks in 2010. Practice with the team on a regular basis in case the team needed a replacement player, as you say. So yeah. I don't know if he got a ring or not. So this story has obviously been evolving. I've been listening to everybody's opinion. I've given my own. And as we sit here today, I ask if we can have a mature discussion, not get into name-calling. You've been watching this show long enough, and I would think a lot of you people know me well enough to know that I don't get into name-calling. I don't lose my cool on these things. Uh, you, you and I had a long meeting before the show here talking about how gut-wrenching it was for Kyle Beach to uh, in that interview, how, how tough it was to watch. Yeah. And uh, I, I, unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not sure I become so desensitized to that because I spent three hours dealing with this stuff in another situation yesterday. It's terrible. Uh, just as a certified recovery coach that I am. So my take, and it's rare here is that Joel Quenville and Kevin Chevel Dayoff. I don't need to say who they are, right? You all know now. I would hope you're following along with this. I don't think they should be suspended while the NHL investigation is ongoing. There's a lot of people that don't even understand what's going on. Somebody wrote in here and said, well, the investigation's closed, Rod. Oh, is it? Then why is Quenville flying to New York today to talk to Bettman? Why is Shovel Dayoff doing it on Monday? No, the investigation's still ongoing. And while it's ongoing, I think they should be allowed to do their jobs. And the more that I think about this, the more I read of the report, the more people come at me, the more I dig my heels in and say, Joel Quenville's job then is as it is now, to coach the hockey team. Kevin Sheveldayoff's job then was to be the assistant general manager, which quite frankly doesn't come with a lot of authority. He was doing the salary cap crunching for the Chicago Blackhawks. So it was to the general manager, Stan Bowman, to look after this, and he didn't, and the team president, and he didn't, and they both are gone. And now people want a pound of flesh, and I think the only way Shovel Dayoff and Quenville lose their jobs is if the NHL wants to satisfy people by giving them their pound of flesh. I just have a real tough time with what I believe are good people going down and losing their jobs for the wrong reason, and that could very well happen. If out of these meetings, because I don't know what's going to happen between Quenville and Bettman, but if Gary Bettman feels Quenville was in the wrong, knew more than he should, should have done more, then he probably will lose his job. But while the investigation's ongoing, I think he should be allowed to coach. 
I listened to NHL radio this morning. Mike Johnston, whom I love. Scott Laughlin, whom I love. Both said he should be suspended. Uh, Zig Fricasi said it on here yesterday. That's great that you feel that way. I don't agree. And by the way, it clearly nor do the powers that be because Quenvel coached last night. Okay? So that's my take on this. And I'm willing to listen to everybody else's. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should Quenvel and Shevel Dayoff be suspended while the NHL Blackhawks investigation is ongoing? Last I looked on Twitter, 77% were saying, yes, they should be suspended. I'm not sure if I've convinced you otherwise. And that's fine. What's it on uh, a, Facebook? A lot tighter on Facebook, 57% saying yes. Mm-hmm. on Facebook. So those are people who are watching our show right now. So you have convinced some people otherwise. Uh, by the way, for the CFL fans that are waiting for your talk today, we're going to play deal or no deal here in hour one. I'm not pretty sure we're not going to get to it here in the warm-up for Ecold Electric because this is what people are talking about today. So you have some thoughts on this. Those are mine. Yeah, the interview was tough. You said it. Um, hard to watch and you feel for the kid first. Um, the big thing for me when it comes to whether it was Stan Bowman, John McDonough, Kevin Sheveldayoff, Al McIsaac, Joel Quenville, is where does the responsibility go for allowing him to continue on, have the interaction with the intern that happened in the three weeks, then be allowed to continue on his career, go to USA Hockey, go to Michigan, go to Notre Dame, and continue to evolve as this bad guy and eventually get charged and have a, a worse incident. Um, that's where the response who's responsible. And so the Quenville stuff's interesting because it never got taken care of. You know, at the top of that meeting, when John McDonough is reported to saying, leave it with me, I'll take care of it. He's the, the team, team president, president yeah. with the most authority in the room. He is the senior guy in the room. So when the top guy is saying, I got it, most other people will look up and say, okay, you got it. We'll do, everybody's got to do their job and you do yours, which is to take care of this, which he didn't do. And now he's gone. The easiest thing in any situation to do right now is to light the whole house on fire and let everybody burn that was inside it. That's the easy thing to do. And that's what we all want to happen emotionally, right? When something happens, we just want to eliminate it all. Drop the bomb. Let's just blow the sure, whole thing happens up. happens all the time. But there's good people in there too that weren't necessarily at fault, but we don't really know. So for Quenville, what I think was going to be asked in that meeting today with, with Gary Bettman, or if I'm Gary Bettman, it's like, what follow-up did you do? How much responsibility did you have afterwards when nothing was being done? Right? Because he said he was going to take care of it. But then a week later, two weeks later, Brad Aldridge is still there. Did you check in and say, is this guy good? Is he not good? He's still interacting with my players. Are we okay? What was happening in those coming days? That wasn't in the report. So I want to learn that. I'm sure we will. Um, but for me, number one and two, it's McDonough and that HR department because the HR department, along with McDonough, let him resign, right? Without none of this getting out, it still should have went to authorities to stop what happened in the future because that's the biggest thing for me is the actions that were taken led to another interaction with an intern and then the actual criminal activity that happened in his future career. For now, enough about that. Uh, everybody has their opinion. That's ours. I'll just read from the Lamplighters. Rod, with all of this coming to light, do you see other situations that have been kept in the dark being brought into the public eye? Other guys coming forward about things, etc.? I have no idea. I don't, I, can't even, I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. That'll be up to the people that have a story to tell, I guess. Um, 
from Northside YEG says, I'd love to hear what Rod and Darren think about the play of Miko Koskinen last night. I've always been a football guy first. These guys have been around the game for years at every level. I was thinking about this, by the way, just this morning that I'm working currently doing NHL stuff, WH, uh, WHL stuff, SJHL stuff. That's pretty – and university level too, hockey. That's pretty cool. Talking to a lot of people. And I'm coaching some nine-year-olds too. <laughs> so between the two of us, we got it all covered. <sighs> you can put up whatever comments, Clark, that you deem worthy on the screen. Um Dale Lugood, local hockey guy here watching, says, I think your comments are right on. The GM and president ultimately are the ones that should have taken these allegations to the authorities, police, and underlings like players work for that leadership of Bowman and Wirtz. Sad, terrible situation, but in today's world, the expectation is that someone steps up and reports the alleged wrongdoing, but it should be the leadership, i.e. GM, president. Okay, they all want to talk about the order game last night. Anthony Cernick watching from the Energy City says, third star at Edmonton last night, kind of hot. From Roger Yee, morning, gents. How about them flames? Please let me gloat now as I know it won't last. Have a great day, Rod Squad. Okay, so we're moving on from the Quenville shovel day off stuff for now. Let me go in order with last night's games, okay? Wee Willie Nylander scored on a breakaway in overtime as the Toronto Maple Leafs rallied past the Chicago Blackhawks 3-2 at United Center. Toronto trailed 2-0 by the first intermission, but Johnny Tavares, the real Johnny Hockey, scored in the second, and David Kampf in the third to set up Nylander's heroics. Chicago winless in seven to start the season. How about that? The Florida Panthers became the 14th team in NHL history to start 7-0 by beating the Boston Bruins 4-1 on Wednesday night. Yes, Joel Quenville was behind the bench. In Washington, Robbie Fabry tied it early in the third period. Captain Dylan Larkin scored in overtime, and Detroit came back to beat Washington 3-2. How about those hot wings? They're not supposed to win. Did anybody tell them that? Nobody told them. They're supposed to be crappy. Yeah, settle down over there, Detroit. Alex Ovechkin also scored the 738th of his career, putting him three back of Brett Hull for fourth on the NHL's all-time list. Evgeny Dadanov scored in overtime to give Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, an overtime victory over the Dallas Stars. 3-2, Shea Theodore also scored for Vegas, followed by Jonathan Marchessault, who tied the game with a shot from the left faceoff dot with 102 to go in the third. Laurent Brassois making his first start for the Golden Knights, stopped 32 shots. Karahat's eagerness to stand tall in his return to his hometown of Edmonton paid dividends for the Philadelphia Flyers Wednesday night. Karahat made 34 saves in the Philadelphia net, and Cam Atkinson scored a pair of goals as the Flyers prevailed in a 5-3 slugfest against the Edmonton Oilers. Claude Giroux, Nate Thompson, and Sean Couturier also scored for the Flyers. I saw Connor McJesus scored for the oil, but it wasn't enough. And the gentleman asked what we thought of the play of Miko Koskinen. It was ruby red rotten again. But are we allowed to talk about oil or goaltending because they get so upset up there when we talk about Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen? You can't give away goals so easily. I'm watching the game last night, and I see Koskinen go out to play the puck, turns it over, boom, it's in their net. 
It's really hard to score in the National Hockey League, okay? It's actually really hard, unless your name's Connor McDavid. You can't be giving up goals so easily. And that's the thing with... And it wasn't just Koskinen, but I've said it. If you can't play the puck, don't go play the puck. I say it about Mike Smith. I say it about Marc-Andre Fleury. He's been terrible when he leaves the net, and it, it doesn't sink through to them. So I think at the end of the day... It's October, so Miko Koskinen's not going to become a great puck-playing goaltender between now and the playoffs, but I think the defensive lapses, of which the Oilers still had a few last night, obviously, they took their eye off the puck. Uh, it was Atkinson's goal on the buzzer at the end of the second period. I know you were watching, Moose. They just, it's little things with the Edmonton Oilers, little things that continue to cost them. And I think that they're getting older. I think that they're getting mature enough that the little things, by the time the playoffs roll around, I think they'll be cured of that. It's what cost them last year in the playoffs against Winnipeg. In the, that Vegas Golden Knights don't take their eye off the puck. They don't. And the lone time that they did, Marc-Andre Fleury cost them the series against Montreal, and it was off of your head. In Edmonton, they're just allowed to keep making these mistakes all the time. And then they've addressed the needs of the team a little bit by restructuring a quarter of the roster. But I just think that they're not going to settle for this for long. So there's my long-winded explanation to what happened with the Edmonton Oilers. They're still learning painful lessons, but I think, I think they're starting to set in. But Miko Koskinen, stay in the net. We're two points into the quick six, Okay. We haven't even got to football yet, so we'll do that next. Got a huge Thursday night football uh, clash coming up, and also the World Series is 1-1. The warm-up's brought to you by Ecole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now. With special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items, Ecole Electric, let's get to work. And we'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are uh, being very inclusive on the program today, bringing in all of your comments, whether we agree or disagree with you. And by the way, coming up here in the next segment, Tim Hunter, you know him, you love him. In an hour or two, Calgary Flames broadcast host, Brendan Parker. So it's just going to be fantastic. But I'll mix in those uh, comments. As I said, Rob Somerville is watching in Winnipeg. And he says, uh, good morning, Rod Squad. Tuning in from the peg, the Winnipeg Ice continue on their season opening 11-game win streak. Their next, the Ice can break the WHL record for victories at the beginning of the season with a win in their next game. Winnipeg Ice at Edmonton Oil Kings. A classic Winnipeg-Edmonton showdown Friday night at Rogers Place. And they standing in their way of making history are the Central Division leading Edmonton Oil Kings and Dylan Ginther. When I was in Calgary, I had a guy say to me, I watch your show for the Junior Hockey Talk. So there you go. It's over for the day. You can leave. I'm joking. I, know. I don't know. I, know. I might talk a lot more about it. Uh, from the general in Calgary, he wasn't here yesterday. I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> he says the flames are hot. 
Rod cannot deny that. I'm not trying. Uh, Troy Comer is watching in Toronto on the streaming feed. He says, I didn't even watch my Leafs play Chicago last night. It just didn't seem that important for me watching Beach speak about his experience and the lack of care from the NHL, its union, and the Blackhawks. And, uh, yeah, everybody's dropped the ball. Well, I think we could agree on that. Yeah, we haven't talked about the NHLPA and all of this. They dropped the ball, Donald too. Fair, the union heads, come out and said. They were made aware. They dropped the ball. And he said it, yeah, absolutely. Amanda Ruler checking in from the McMaster Marauders coaching staff in Hamilton. She says, good morning, team. Good morning, Amanda. How's those Marauders doing? Do we know? They're pretty good. Are they good? Well, yeah. Of course. She's on the staff. Of course. Isn't this interesting? Zach Nelson checking in from Calgary, Alberta. He says, I don't mean to add Canada West football talk, but are the Calgary Dinos done and out of the playoffs or will they make the playoffs? What do you mean you don't mean to add Canada West football talk and then ask a question? What do you mean? That's that whole, uh, no offense, but you look really fat in those pants, I don't Darren. mean to offend you, which, which signals me to say, oh, you're about to offend me. If you didn't mean to, you wouldn't have the It's a slight up. pet peeve of mine. You know what I mean? No offense, yeah. but da-da-da-da-da. What week are we in in Canada West football? And do you have a game this weekend, by the way? I do not. I have a week You're off. You're supposed to have one. Yeah. Don't bring it up. <laughs> Sorry to pick at a wound. I hate not doing games. I want to do every game, okay? And I'm doing the playoffs. I'm doing the Hardy Cup, so I'm excited about that. Right. Um, but I have a week off, but I'll be watching Big one, Calgary, UBC. UBC's figured it out. Reminds me a lot. That team reminds me a lot of the 2015 uh, Vanier Cup winning team. Um, bad start, good athletes, though, and Blake Nell, of course, getting them together. Um, Wayne Harris in Calgary, they're a, they're a really good football team, but they've had some struggles. Their defense is young, but they're going to be okay. Manitoba lost. They play Saskatchewan in Winnipeg. Uh, that was one of the games I was going to potentially be at. That will be very good. It's a battle for first place. The Saskatchewan Huskies, Manitoba Bisons, and then the Alberta Golden Bears are home to the Regina Rams. One of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. Very nice synopsis there. Bravo. Thank you. I was going to say, I asked for the time, not how to build a watch, but I wrapped it up. That was so good. That was so good. I can't even say that. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Just ahead of Deal or No Deal, Canada's favorite game show. Thursday night football tonight. I'm I'm getting a little excited about this. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals tonight on Thursday night football. Hashtag TNF. 8.20 p.m. Eastern. The Packers 6-1. The Cardinals 7-0. They will not have J.J. Watt. His season's done, don't you know? Mm -hmm. With shoulder uh, surgery. And that's not good. The opening line, according to BetRegal.net, Cardinals by 6.5. Deal or no deal? No deal. Okay. No deal. Uh, Green Bay's without Devontae Adams, too. Their star-wide receiver. So that's why the spread's so high. Um, I think Arizona still wins the game, but not by a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers could conceivably go into State Farm Stadium, which I believe it's called now, and if they win tonight, say, I still own you! Because all time, the Packers are 45 wins, 26 losses, and four ties against the Arizona Cardinals. But this is the best Arizona Cardinals team of all time. Yeah. See the intrigue tonight? Fox and NFL Network has the broadcast, uh, if you care. 
My cousin Christine's watching in Medicine Hat. She says, deal. She'll take the deal. The Cardinals are going to win by 6.5. I'm with you. Here's, no deal. Here's the betting thing, though, the lingo when it comes to teams. And I heard this once. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Yeah. So if the Arizona or Arizona case, the Cardinals win, that's cool. They're good. If they cover the spread, that's a that's a you know another sign they're a great team. So they win by seven or more, they're a great team. Good teams win, great teams cover. I heard that and I never forget it. That's like my accountant who says pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. Very good rule of thumb there. There's yeah. a reason cliches have stuck around for so long. Uh, okay. We're going to play the Canadian Football League version of Deal or No Deal, okay, as we head into week 13 of the three-down game, the glorious three-down game. It's a Friday night football doubleheader. Are you ready, Moose? I'm ready. You're so good at this betting thing. <laughs> I, am, I suck at it. Calgary is at Ottawa the first game Friday night. The Stampeders are favored by 11 points. Deal or No Deal? Deal. You're taking the I'm deal. Taking the Stamps deal. will win by 11 or more. I don't saying. like big spreads, but I'll, I'll take it. Friday night, Hamilton at Edmonton. Classic battle of the Ticats and the Elks. Ticats are favored by 5.5 points. Deal or no deal? Easy deal. Deal. Wow, that's... I'm taking the deals. That. I'm, uh, yeah. Okay, we move to the Saturday doubleheader. The BC Lions are at the Toronto Argonauts. The Argos are favored by 3.5 at BMO Field. Deal or no deal, sir? I, I want them all. Deal. <laughs> You're taking the deal. The Three. Argos will win by 3.5 or more. Yeah. And this is where you need to put your thinking cap on. Oh. Saturday night, it closes with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Montreal Alouettes. The Rough Riders are favored by 1.5 points. The Alouettes have won four in a row. How about that? Deal How or no that? deal? Deal or no deal? Riders by 1.5. No deal. Ah! No deal. <laughs> what do you got? Montreal's going to win, you think? Yeah, I think by a field goal. I think it'll be close. Now, just may just say, beat, betregal.net. Make your picks. Play the free sports book. They sponsor and partner with us on Deal or No Deal, the ex- exclusive betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show and the CFL. Back to you. That's the end of the clip. <laughs> and this is where I say last week I went 0-4. So I didn't do so hot in the Deal or No Deal last week. So we'll see. This week we're looking better. Well, you're still better than me. Okay. Uh, Other notes. The Houston Astros have come away with a split of the opening two games of the World Series. Jose Altuve doubled early, homered late, and scored twice as the Astros whipped the Braves 7-2. Altuve hit a leadoff double and scored in the first inning before adding a solo homer in the seventh. Meanwhile, Fred Van Vliet had a season-high 26 points and a career-high 10 rebounds. And the Toronto Raptors beat the Indiana Pacers 118-100 at Scotiabank Arena. It was the Raps' first home win of the year. Toronto hadn't won at home since February 23rd, 2020. And we all know why. And I can't believe that we got through all the topics here uh, unscathed, largely. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to say that this is the warm-up as we just now got through our Quick Six Show Topics. Uh, the Quick Six warm-up is brought to you by Ecold Electric. Again, our annual fall promotion sale is on sale now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. Ecold Electric, let's get to work. Now, <sighs> exhale. 
whatever you want to talk about, because I wanted to get through uh, all of what I wanted to talk about. That's a lot of topics on the table here. The Kyle Beach stuff, the Quenville, Shovel Dayoff stuff. I see the whopping vast majority are saying that Quenville and Chevy should be suspended while the NHL completes its investigation into the Chicago thing. I'm in the 23% of saying, no, they should not be suspended. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with being uh, a fish swimming upstream. It's, on that, too, it's our human nature, too. Is We just want to know that people care. We want to know that people care about Kyle Beach. We care that this happened. We don't want it to happen again. That's, a, that's, that's largely, I think, what, what people really want and where a lot of this emotion comes from. This shouldn't have happened, but it did. And we don't want it to happen again. And because, you know, action wasn't taken at the time, it did happen again. So now what's going to happen to make sure that it's not going to continue to happen in other locker rooms and in other levels of hockey or in sport in general? So I think that's what people want. And so when, when the story comes out and the Blackhawks release their investigation – and Stan Bowman resigns pretty quickly before, as a society, we have a chance to react. Um, he resigns, does what he needs to do, and takes responsibility. Stan Bowman does. John McDonough is not with the team anymore. That was the president. That was the president. I'm assuming that HR department's no longer there, or it's been different people. It's 11 years. So this all comes out, and then we hear Kyle Beach. And then there's no action that can be taken because the people responsible are already gone. So now we're sitting here being like, well, somebody's got to pay. But perhaps the people who are responsible have already paid. And so now there's no more action. So it feels like we're doing nothing once we hear about this when, in fact, perhaps the action's already been taken. But now Gary Bettman's going to find out where Joel Quenville really fits in all of this. The unsettling part, obviously, is that quote about distractions. He didn't want any distractions. At least that was reported. Um, we don't know exactly the extent of that because the report is kind of vague at times. And all of this, the accounts of it don't line up 100%. So that's why Gary Bettman's having the conversation now. The NHL is now doing their own investigation because the Blackhawks did theirs. The NHL is now doing theirs. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, probably when we're on the air tomorrow, we'll know some info about Joel Quenville's future. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says they should be suspended, not out of a prejudged punity, but because their presence is a huge distraction. Uh, to whom? The Panthers beat Boston 4-1 last night. They're 7-0. Best start in franchise history. This has been hanging over their heads. A distraction to whom? Again, everybody's welcome to their opinion. We just don't necessarily need to agree with everybody else. And again, because he was on the bench last night, there are those that clearly agree with me because I don't think he needs to be suspended while this investigation is ongoing. You had a point? No, I think, you know, it's kind of up to the teams at that point. I mean, the NHL could step in and do it. They have their own plan here. They're going to meet with the two guys. And that's, you got to pick a lane and, and, and go with it. The teams have the opportunity to decide whether Chevy and Q stick around in their current roles while this is happening. Um, it's up to those teams, I think, to make that decision, and then clearly they have. Comment of the day. Rick Regan, our big voice guys watching in Wichita, Kansas. Can you just hit something with Rick's voice so people know what he is? How about that? Spicy. That guy. Bob's your uncle. That guy. He says, would people feel this way if it was them? In the position of the coaches, does the team need to maintain any level of loyalty to these guys? Well, they're employed by 
other teams now from where the incident occurred. But that's the whole – oh, Rick, you watch this show enough to know my thoughts on that. People want others to burn at the stake, but until – then they make a mistake. Oh, no, 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 no. Beg for mercy. Of course. That's society. Well, but we got a break. Yeah. If I'm the Panthers right now, I'm having my own little investigation to find out, you know – they probably already did. They probably coaching. already did. And if this is my guy now, it's not about, okay, it's, it's more about if this happens in our locker room, how are you going to handle it? What, like, would you have swept us under the rug in our organization? So we'll find out later Tim today. Hunter joins us next. Tim Hunter joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. We are on the air again here in hour one of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Sliding over to get my Rice University logo uh, displayed for you. Thank you, Rice Owls, <clears throat> for the gift when we were down in Houston in that time when we could travel freely, remember? Uh, we're awaiting the arrival of Tim Hunter. Um, you know him, you love him. 815 career NHL games with the Flames, Nordiques, Canucks, and Sharks. Stanley Cup champion in 1989. And an assistant coach with the Capitals, Sharks, Leafs, and then head coach of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Who the Warriors got tomorrow night? Do we know? I'm going to be there. Doesn't really matter who the opposition is. But uh, Clark said he has yet to hear from Tim Hunter this morning. So you know what? That's fine. Because I'm actually enjoying the rapport, the rapping going back and forth between myself and the viewers. Now, the funny thing is... They got medicine tomorrow night? Thank you. Moose has left the bunker. You want to go to the wide shot? Because him and Tim Hunter have a thing. And maybe later on in the program today, I'll get Darren to recount the story. Because it's a hell of a story. I think Tim Hunter threatened Darren physically in the bowels of Sastel Center in Saskatoon. Prior to a Blades Warriors playoff. As a matter of fact, I know that he did. So Darren just is very touchy around interviews with Tim Hunter, <laughs> which incidentally, Darren was right in that whole thing. He usually is. We've been spending a lot of time on the Blackhawks thing. I'm saying Quenville and Cheveldayoff should not be suspended. It's not a popular opinion. That's fine. I got big shoulders and thick skin. I see Brian Dodge is watching in Dodge City, Florida. He says, Rod said it best yesterday. It's been 11 years. There's no reason to rush now. Let's get it right. Because Darren was saying they wanted to expedite this latest investigation, get it dealt with and move on fast. And I'm like, well, that's not, never a real good policy right there. James in Borden, Manitoba says, I'm so happy you guys defended Chevy. He was the salary cap guy at the time, and I bet his opinion was not even asked at that meeting. Not everyone was a social justice warrior in the early 2000s, so shut up. If you missed the warm-up, I said it wasn't Quenville's job to sort this situation out. It was not Chevy's job to sort it out at the time. 
Is that what they're saying? I'm not sure. Bettman wants to know, how much did you know that I had a sexual abuse victim text me overnight, I guess. I woke up and it was on my phone from him. And he goes, why didn't they go to the police then or at any point? Obviously, they did eventually because Aldrich ended up in jail. Yeah, no, no. I'm good with him now. Yeah. But you tell me when he's ready. Is he ready? Okay. <clears throat> we got him. Tim Hunter. Always love uh, chatting with you, my friend. Your name comes up quite often, by the way. Always in good regards. How you doing, coach? And there's no sound. You got us? Tim, can you hear us? I'm doing great, thanks. Ah, we got you. We got you. Okay, listen, Sorry, man. I'm a little late, uh, but I never thought. Uh, down, down. Yeah, I can hear. No, a significant, a significant delay. Clark's telling me in the interview. Well, are they ready to go for a break at Game Plus? Should I read a sports update now? What should we do? <sighs> Everything's happening. Okay, the World Series is tied 1-1 after Jose Altuve double early, homered late, and scored twice in the Astros' 7-2 win over the Atlanta Braves last night. Tonight is an off day, a travel day. As we know, Joel Quenville scheduled to meet with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman today to discuss the Florida Panthers coach's role in a sexual abuse scandal rocking the Chicago Blackhawks. The meeting's supposed to be 2 p.m. Eastern. There are nine games around the NHL tonight with four games featuring Canadian teams. First up, the Flames visit Pittsburgh. Later, Phillies in Vancouver. The Montreal Canadiens continue their trip out west with a stop in San Jose. And the Winnipeg Jets are in Los Angeles. Packers linebacker Devondre Campbell faces his old team tonight as Green Bay visits the Arizona Cardinals. Campbell's flourished in his first season with the Packers. Team high 67 tackles to rank fifth in the NFL. America's Game of the Week might be tonight. Green Bay at Arizona, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Fox and the NFL Network. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and drive through liquor store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Back with Tim, Hor uh, Tim Horton. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? How about that? Tim Hunter. Next, it's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, we are back. It is hour one. It's the final segment. Normally, viewer takeover. But we're moving in Tim Hunter, longtime NHL player, coach, WHL veteran head coach. There we got him. How you doing, coach? Pretty, uh, glad to ch chat with you today. Where are you at? I'm driving through Montana. Ah, how are things down there? Well, you never thought you'd go 45 minutes without internet connection until you drove through Montana. <laughs> right? Hey, listen. Your name comes up all the time. I was in an airport coming home from Florida, met a guy in the bar. I was just having a hamburger. And he was a hunter from Spokane, a retired firefighter. You'd know him, Craig Mueller, big guy. He was going hunting caribou in St. John, Newfoundland. And he said that he knew you from San Jose, that he had lived there for a while. You remember that guy? He had nothing but great things to say about you, Coach. <laughs> oh, I, 
I don't remember that guy, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> great people remember me. Talk like you're I have best a face friends. you can't forget. Well, that well, of course. Oh yeah, great. Talk like I'll send you a photo of him, Tim. What is your what is your take on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, situation here right now and the in the fallout? Well, in reality, it's a travesty that it happened and it's gone on well, 11 years and there's been nothing done about it. And it's finally come to a head. And regardless, uh, moving forward, it's going to be uh, a landmark thing that changes people's uh mind changes policies changes the way business is done and i think it's uh it's it's a shame it's so late but it's a good thing and it was wonderful to listen to um the comments yesterday and the young man uh uh come out and uh make his uh, statement uh coming away from john doe to who he really is do you think that quenville and chevy should be allowed to continue their jobs while the investigation is underway. I've said yes. It's an unpopular opinion, but that's mine. What's your take on this? Obviously, as you know, Q coached last night. Well, it's it's always interesting when people they either lie or they say the wrong thing. And it's, you know, to protect themselves, protect somebody, um, or they've been told to do so. So, uh, we'll find out what the real reason for all that is. And, um, you know, John, uh, Joel is a wonderful guy. I don't know Chevy. Uh, and I'm sure he'll have a uh, day about it uh, to redeem himself. Um, it, like I said, it had happened. And they swept it in an opening. It would address later, but... These things all top and wouldn't make the right decision. And uh, they're the ones to ultimately blame for this down the line. Um, obviously, somebody's the people above these do that when you're in a you know, totem pole. You try to protect because you're afraid of what's going to if you don't. Well, but uh, that's no excuse uh, um, in this uh, situation at all. It's funny, Tim, because... Your internet's breaking up just a little bit. And I can't speak for all the viewers. I'm sitting here hanging on your every word. <laughs> I love it. And we got enough of what you said. And I don't know Joel Quenville, but I know Chevy well enough. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about Joel Quenville. And Chevy is that man of integrity. He's a great guy, too. Like you say, just a very unfortunate situation. And when we talk about this, I've often wondered why. You know, go ahead. Did you have a comment on that before I move on? or No. No, I just wondered how you you know the you living in Buffalo Pound, taking pictures of geese flying overhead or wildlife. I'm like, why would he want to live in semi isolation? I'm like, now I get it. Or be in Montana in a stretch of 45 miles without internet. It's quiet. It's peaceful. It's not. It's not this, right? I mean, it's just wild. How is your life right now, uh, given all those things? And we lost him. Man. Montana of all things. Can we get John Dutton to buy the uh, telephone company and get better internet down there? Ugh. Anyways, what do you say? Quenville, great guy. It's unfortunate when guys have to lie or get told to say things. 
Are you starting to understand a little bit more of what goes on behind the curtain here? We're going to have to go back and for our interns that are writing stories on these interviews, everything that Hunter said was great. It got choppy, but we got the gist of it. Okay, we got him now. We got him now. Okay, we got lots of time here in the interview. Are you done on the... Sorry. Uh, on the no, you're good. Are you done on the Blackhawks thing, or can we uh, move on to actual on-ice stuff? Oh, whatever. You know, I... I you know, I, I think... I think it's very... It's very interesting, and and um, uh, it's a great education for everyone for any situation moving forward that comes along like this to reveal the truth and not hide. Yeah. Dang, we just can't do it. I feel like Dave Hodge here. And it had to be with Tim Hunter, right? Why couldn't it be with somebody we didn't really care to hear from? But we always have the best guests. That's what we do here. The general in Calgary says, I thought we learned from Sheldon Kennedy and Theron Fleury. Saddens me that it happened again. Ah, like, here's the whole thing. You can run around and have summits and investigations. It's what, what progress is being made here. Believe me, I could sit and talk about this all day. And I think you could sit here and watch it all day. And by the way, can you thank Tim for the time? I mean, we got some great comments out of him on this. Uh, last minute of play in the first hour. Brought to you by Manscaped. From the 204, Randy from the Peg writes in a few things. He says, Rod, tell us the Hunter DuPont story. I'll uh, roll that over into hour two because I've got less than a minute here, obviously, and it's going to take longer than that. It's a hell of a story, though. Tim Hunter versus Darren DuPont. Who would you take in that fight? From Metal Shingle Guy. So do those fed pigs get fat? LOL. Good spin on the good teams, great teams. Holy smokes, boys. Yeah, it's been quite a show today. Uh, and I think hour two is going to be fantastic. Brendan Parker, the Flames, will be with us. Stick around after this break on Game Plus TV and uh, YouTube and Facebook Live. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.